The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. I'm super excited to be back with you guys this week, feeling much better. The grief process is doing very, very well. I maintain, as I said, probably on the last episode, I tend to probably fucking repeat myself, but um, the grief process, in my opinion, needs to be something very, very natural and fluid, and I am just trying to give... Um, the memory of, of, of our dog or, or any grief you're going through, whatever, um, I, I try to give it the space that it's, that it's due. Whenever it's on my mind, I maintain that that's when he would be with me and, and I give him that space and time. And I feel, I feel pretty good about it. It's, it's been a, you know, there's good days and bad days. It's mostly the coming waves of moments of memory and longing and, and stuff like that. But other than that, yeah, it's been a pretty productive week. I finally, week update, shall we? A little week update for you guys. Um, I finally finished the audiobook, um, uh, The Midnight Library. I, I love Audible. I love audiobooks. That's my particular brand of reading. I guess you call that reading, right? It's still reading. Um, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. I got into audiobooks um, when I was working at The Void here at Disney at Disney Springs on here in Orlando on Disney property. Uh, VR place. We had a Star Wars experience and a Wreck-It Ralph thing. I'm a big Star Wars fan, as you guys probably know. So um, driving to work every day to and from Disney Springs, I would listen to Star Wars audiobooks because the Star Wars audiobooks, oh my God, they have like sound effects and and and... Uh, music and shit like that. Like if, if they're having a conversation inside of a ship, you can hear this low hum in the background or if they're in the middle of a battle, you can hear like blaster fire in the background and shit like that. Really fucking cool. And not all audiobooks are like that, obviously, but the Star Wars ones in particular definitely got me into that. But I just finished reading The Midnight Library, which was uh, recommended to me by a client, I believe, and some people over the live. And I got to hang out with some friends that I haven't seen in, uh, in a little while. We've been friends for 20, almost 20 fucking years, me and these people, some of the longest friendships I had, I've had in my life. And um, she, my friend Melissa happened to be reading the same book. And she was like, oh my God, I can't wait for you to finish it. And I finally did this morning. So I'm very excited. Um, it was really amazing. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Um, it's basically, without spoilers, it's if you're unfamiliar with the book, it's basically about um, a woman who decides that she wants to die and somewhere between the space of life and death, there's a library where you can live every life that is possible for you to exist, like in the multiverse and um, kind of symbology of life and death and what it means to have regret and stuff like that. And it's very beautiful and very well done. And it definitely is super, super thought-provoking and and I found it really beneficial and the the grief I'm going through right now kind of made it super poignant so I highly recommend the Midnight Library check that shit out um I think my next selections I'm teetering between Apples Never Fall and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo I'm not sure um which one I want to do uh next so if anybody has any suggestions of future books i should check in check out or i'm trying to stay pretty current with what's coming out you know now what's popular i guess i'm trying to stay up on book talk and stuff like that but if you've got a classic favorite that you really enjoy uh feel free to drop me a line and let a bitch know but uh this week the monday night gathering 
um, is the 28th, the end of, of this month, obviously. It's charity night, and in honor of our, our late Ben Kenobi, our late puppy that passed, we're going to be donating all the proceeds of charity night to the ASPCA. So if you happen to be able to join for that, or if you end up missing it and want to make a donation in his name, feel free. Do your own charity, my friend. Do your own work. And of, of course, as I, my husband and I always say, please adopt and don't shop. Um, other things going on with me. I'm a dot com, honey bun. I'm a dot com. You want to know where where I'm going to be? What's going on? How do I book a private reading? I wonder what the website is. MadamAdam.com, bitch. MadamAdam.com. All one word. MadamAdam. M-A-D-A-M-A-D-A-M.com. And that's where you can get private readings, bookings for those. Um, you can get the link to this podcast. You can get cameos. Check out my events and conventions I'm going to be at. Um, if you are interested in booking me for an event or for a wedding venue or something like that where you want tarot or for me to come and do a chat at your work, I've done some inspirational speaking, you can email me at bookings at madamadam.com. Isn't that fun? Madamadam.com, girl. Um, <laughs> I think that's really fucking cool. So that's the website now um, on all of my social media as well. That's that's the link to my shit. So... Um, yeah, um, on that note, we've got some stuff to, to talk about today. Um, I've pulled a few really, really good messages. Once again, I greatly appreciate you guys all writing in to this podcast. So once again, if you're interested in writing into to the podcast to get a, a, a five-card reading or to uh, suggest a topic, you can write into uh, modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com. Uh, let's see here. We've got some fun stuff here. Here we go. All right. This first one is kind of lengthy, so I'm just going to kind of read it through. But uh, it says, Dearest Madam Adam, longtime listener, first time emailer. I love that. In my recent Reiki sound bath, my guide told me that there was a blockage in my crown. She worked on it with a rattle that was blessed or maybe just honor, honoring the, the wisdom of the owl. As I was driving away from the appointment, I saw an owl. It was like 5 p.m. So that's weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it was sitting on the building's front sign. Very Privet Drive, honey. Very Harry Potter. Since my little call to owl, my version of a call to Jesus moment. Oh, I love that. Um, I've been trying to honor my instincts. I've recently been drawn to seeking new employment. Where I work now is fine, but I feel like I'm being called into passions that sit closer to home, like mental health, um, abortion rights, etc. Good for you, girl. I'd be curious what my guides might be trying to tell me that I might not be picking up on. Or am I just used to chaos and it feels weird being in one place for so long? Kind of on that note, I've been wanting to explore more of my witchy self. I recently looked into a guided me medicine woman workshop with Kali, but for some reason I haven't finished it even after buying it. Is this my remaining depression from the previous lunar year or perhaps something trying to guide me into the right deity or maybe not at all? Looking forward to your bomb ass podcast best. Thank you, my dear uh, Steph. I'll just say Steph. Thank you, Steph, for for uh, this this lovely journey that you're on and for sharing it with me. I, I'm so glad that you seem to have a lot of these tools here. That's stellar that you're so open and you have these tools. Um, do you have some lingering stuff? What's What are you needing to be shown here? This owl symbolism, obviously a symbology of a lot of wisdom. Um, in the El Goliath tarot, the owl is specifically the queen of wands and about making, uh, well, one of the owls in the El Goliath tarot is the, is the queen of wands, but which is normally about like making moves in silence and allowing yourself to feel the permission of doing that for you. But the fuck do I know? Let's, let's, let's do some shit. Here's your ASMR, my friends. Let's shuffle. 
Once again, we are still fucking with the Midnight City Tarot, my new favorite deck that I've been using lately. We used it last week over the live as well. Um, if you guys have any decks that you'd like me to check out in the future or whatever, you can send them to my P.O. Box. Um, oh, speaking of my P.O. Box, by the way, um, some people have asked about my Amazon wish list. That's updated on my on my website. Um, some people like to send me thank you gifts and things like that. No one has to. I've updated it by request. It's on my website. Um, and yeah, that's madamadam.com. Isn't that fun? Oh my God. All right, Steph, let's see what's going on with you, my dear. Let's see what is going on with this. What do your guides need you to know, my friend? Hmm. Well, you're very much ready to move on from these things, it seems. Um, you, you have uh, the Empress in your emotion spot here. So yeah, self-care is a thing, taking care of yourself. Um, absolutely. You, you need to turn this inward onto you. You have the Eight of Cups in your tangibility and your your real world spot of, of Earth here. So the thing in front of your face is, is that you're just looking at the past. You're still looking at it. Stop telling that story, girl. Stop telling that story that way. Change the vernacular. You need to kind of see that you're overburdening yourself here a little bit. Your Ten of Wands is inverted. You need to unburden your mind from, from being so, uh, you shouldn't be bound by this passion. You have to know the weight of your own wings in that and know what it takes to emotionally for you to do your witchy shit, for you to do things for you. Passionately, yeah, this is a new endeavor. You have an Ace of Pentacles or coins in your passion or spot of spirit here. This could be a new tangible endeavor that is lucrative for you if you would fucking believe in yourself and act like it. You need to have gratitude for the you that you are, for the you that you've been allowed to be up to this point. So the wisdom is, is I feel like these things coming to you, these signs, these things, the blockage is you're humbling yourself. You're not believing that you're being passed a crown. You're being passed a torch to to lead and to to do your own shit with. And yeah, that's the blockage there that you're that you're talking about sounds sounds very, very much like especially with your read here, your queen of pentacles in the center, a state of gratitude for kind of just walking the walk now is what it needs to be. Um, the owl, the um, seeking new employment. Absolutely. This is, could be a new tangible opportunity to, for you in, in the witchy sense. And um, that could be where the, the thing lies. But the empress in this position of, of emotion over here, rings of this Pisces energy, the new moon this Wednesday, um, early March, the first week of March, the new moon is in Pisces. So it's about your emotional shit. Take that time to make a new emotional promise to yourself that you're going to start taking this seriously and admit that you're ready to move on and what that means. In this Midnight City Tarot, the Eight of Cups is a bunch of broken glasses in a in a, in a box, like in a moving box. And like, imagine that's like your wedding like stemware whatever the fuck you're gonna cry about it and yeah you're gonna be upset and emotional but like don't keep that garbage like throw it out and move on get new glasses it's fine something shit happens like it's important that you're not victim to your abilities and what you want that you have the strength to know that you need to do what's best for you because you only have one life and it turns out this could be a lucrative thing for you so the blockage is the belief you're over humbling yourself you need to believe that you're a peer amongst your guides and deities so that you can work alongside them, not be humbled to them. So they're passing a torch to you and you're going, what does it mean? And they're like, you know what it means. What the fuck? Take the torch. You know what I mean? So I very much enjoy that for you. And I, and I really, really appreciate your message here. Thank you so much, Steph, for, for writing in on that. Um, yeah, you haven't finished it. You haven't finished your, your, your workshop because you don't believe that you 
you know, you're not sure if that's right for you, if that's what you should be doing. So, but you're over humbling. You absolutely should use all of these different things as tools and how you can do this shit for yourself going forward. You will have your own brand of spirituality just as I do, you know? And if people listening to this can attest, like people gravitate towards what they like. I have a certain kind of energy, a certain way of doing this and speaking that people like. So, you know, people, the right audience comes to what you, to what you put out. And I'm very grateful that, that people resonate with what I've got and people will with you too, bitch. Like, don't doubt it. So yeah, Steph, love that for you, bitch. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, this week we're going to be going live as well. Uh, some other places. I'm trying to let people know ahead of time. I put it on my Instagram, but Dustin and I are planning some Disney trips this week. We obviously live in Orlando, if you don't know. And we live really, really close to the parks. So we're going to be uh, planning a couple trips this week. On Tuesday, we're going to be heading to Magic Kingdom in the middle of the day to check out their new stage show and some of the parades and cavalcades and shit. So we'll be live on TikTok periodically throughout the day if you want to hang out with me at Magic Kingdom. And then on Thursday, I think this week, we're going to be going from Hollywood Studios to Epcot. So we're going to be walking around Hollywood Studios, looking at some cool shit, looking at Galaxy's Edge maybe, looking at some stuff, and then taking the Skyliner over to Epcot, which is a super fun journey, and then staying for fireworks. So we're going to be at Disney for thir at Thursday for most of the day. If you want to kind of live vicariously through us, feel free to hang out. Um, Let's see here. All right. We've got another one here, Katie. Um, come meddle where you feel called. I'm curious what comes through. Should I be focused on healing trauma on a linear timeline? Should I focus on this lifetime? How do I keep from passing this as a generational trauma? When do I tell my kids? Ever? I'd love to hear your thoughts about healing trauma, whether it be specific to me or to a general audience through your podcast. Wow. Well, I love the vague, Katie. Way to give me a lot and also fucking nothing. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. No, I love that. Healing trauma. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Obviously, awareness is the first step. Um, knowing that you have the thing that you need to work on. How do you, how do you, let's break this down before we read some cards. Should I be focused on healing trauma on a linear timeline? Meaning, like, should you make it a part of your life and, and you know, do it consistently going forward? Or should you view it as, like, you know, working on your childhood first? I'm not sure I'm clear on that one. Um, should you focus on this lifetime? Well, what else should you focus on? Should you focus on a different lifetime? I mean, this is the one that you're in now, and they're all connected to this one now, so... Focus on the one that you're in. How do you keep from passing things? Uh, this as a generational trauma. Your culture now. You're a gen you're a breaker of chains now. So the culture that you create for your children now um, is is the difference. We're all in a position to be able to create new culture wherever we are. So so yeah, you're you're always in a position. Should you tell your kids? I mean, it depends on what we're talking about and when you're comfortable. My mom waited to tell us some traumas and shit like that until we were well in college. But and there were catalysts that brought that on because she wanted to be safe and and she wouldn't have probably brought it up if these things didn't happen. But like, 
I'm kind of glad she did. And we have a knowledge now that's better and a deeper understanding. Um, it depends on the situation, honestly. If your kids are old enough to understand something, it might help them view you as a person or a woman or or whatever you identify with. So I, I, I view my mom as more than just my mom. I view her as a woman and a person and a human. But also because of that, my love is conditional by means of like adult choice. Like my love is not unconditional. I love you. You're my mom. Yes. But like it's there's boundaries. There's definite boundaries that need to be in place for my safety. So you know what I mean? Like if they're old enough to understand a circumstance or, or where you're coming from as a person, maybe you can tell them. Maybe it's like when you tell them. But it's up to you if this is going to be something that eats away with you. If I'm taking the role of your kid, I don't want to wait until your deathbed or the will or some long lost note I find in the horror movie that follows after your death. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to find out later. Like, you know, but like when? I don't know. Let's see what we can kind of make sense of this for you. This one is heavy. This one's heavy. Absolutely heavy. A lot of these are heavy today. Actually, I kind of didn't intend it to be so heavy today, but... What are you going to do, friends, right? Tarot is, is fluid. It is what it is. But about healing trauma. Well, I mean, a lot of my healing trauma is, is still in progress. And it's child-based. A lot of it is childhood trauma. A lot of it is the permission for me to be myself. A lot of it is the stuff of feeling wrong all the time. And, and how that stunts me today and keeps me from taking a lot of risks and keeps, which is probably shocking to people. You probably think I'm super confident, like take risks left and right. Like, no, bitch, there's like a 30 second chess process that happens in my head before I do fucking anything. You know what I mean? And that comes out of this trauma of like feeling like I'm wrong all the time. I'm always the black sheep. I'm the only person that grew up. I'm the only person that was queer in my whole family and, and all of that. So yeah, healing trauma. I started with my inner child. I got in touch with him. I kind of hated my name when I was a kid and I secretly wished that my name was Alex and I had to call my inner child Alex and pull him out. And And now I hate to say it and sound cliche, but like every time we go to theme parks and my husband and I allow ourselves to play and live whimsically and play pretend and be big kids that we're doing some inner child work. We're doing some some growing on ourselves and, and kind of doing that work. So kind of giving it the space, making it a priority for you. As I said before, in a lot of my content, you only get five priorities and that's it's got to be one of them for you. If, if you're working on the healing, you have to make it a priority for you so that it can bleed into everything else in a healthy way. But let's see. Healing trauma, should you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Seven of Wands energy. There's a collective you can join. There's a mom group. There's support for you. There's people that give a fuck about the same thing you give a fuck about that you should be talking to, that you can join with. Maybe in this podcast. Maybe there's people that... That, you know, through the lives or whatever, through the community that we create here together with my lives and everything, there's a lot of help. There's a lot of people that reach out to each other. So you never know what it might mean to kind of say something here. I hope this reading is beneficial to you and maybe this is a push for you. But so, yeah, in the real world, your Ace of Cups is inverted. You need to tap the fuck out. You need to tap up, of, tap out of some emotional responsibilities. So that you can focus on you, you know what I mean? Because your empress is inverted too, and your three of cups is inverted as well, and your, your king of coins is in your emotion spot. You're acting entirely out of tangible wealth. And what do I need to do to run this kingdom? Because I'm in charge, and my responsibilities, and people look to me, and blah, blah, blah. And I get that. That's lovely. But, like, you're tapped out, honey. You're tapped out. So... 
Empress energy inverted. Your self-care fucking blows and you know that. And we need to take logical steps to make that a priority for you. And, and saying it isn't enough. You have to, how do I do it? Everybody knows fucking how. Make it a priority. You know how to make things a priority for you. Set an alarm. Hold yourself accountable. Buy the things. Go super extreme into fitness mode and buy a bunch of fitness shit so that you go to the gym because you have to now. Like make it your whole personality self-care. Whatever you fucking need to do. But three of cups energy is inverted. This is not about you celebrating with people. People are not going to gravitate you to you for celebrations. You are far too wound up. You are far too focused on the negative side of this trauma. And like healing itself is successful. The process of the, the slow grow process of healing is a success in itself. And you need to allow yourself the freedom to be able to empower yourself that you've taken the training wheels off that you're doing it yourself, that you're making effort. You just need to walk up to the bar and dump out your cup and be like, I'm tapped out and good. I'm already fucked up. I'm already drunk. I'm already going through the motions. I'm already only treating the symptoms. I'm tapped out. I can't do this anymore. And, uh, and know that and own it. It's got to be a logical, conscious effort for you to continue this work and have this conversation. And by that way, you create culture. You create culture in your household and the people around you. And maybe, just maybe, you might not even have to fucking talk about it because you've created a culture where it's not an issue in your household anymore. You've created such change in you that it's innate to everyone else that these are just values that we have. We just don't treat people that way. That's just not how we were raised. That's not what mom taught us. It's not a question of how or why. Do you tell them ever? If it's a lesson that needs to be learned, perhaps, at the right time. But now... Join a collective, join a group that, that sympathizes with you. You're not alone. You're not the only person on the marble that this kind of thing has happened to. So you need to be able to open up. Treat yourself well. It's not a good time to celebrate. Passionately, you know that there's snakes in the grass. There's toxic fucking people around you right now. And you need to be authoritative in yourself and do what's best for you and set up your boundaries. Reestablish your priorities, right? Your pentagram, pentacles, energy. The five, five priorities exercise, my friend. Here we go. Five priorities exercise. Imagine yourself in a blank space, seated on the ground, crisscross applesauce, in the middle of a, of a pentagram, a five-pointed star. Each one of those points is a priority for you. That top priority better be fucking you. Capital M-E, me. Marker it, circle it, get it tattooed on your fucking forehead, whatever you need to do. But you are the top priority, okay? Following that, you get to fuck with whatever you want. For me as an example, I'll give you guys mine as they stand now because they are interchangeable consistently. So for me, I'm my top priority. Then my husband, Dustin, because he's my best fucking friend in the world, my rock and everything means a lot to me and my business, my psyche, my spiritual self. We are very important to each other. Then my job, this podcast, Madam Adam LLC, everything that goes with my social media, my content, my appointments, all of that. It's more than a job to me. It's a lifestyle. My family with a giant fucking Jurassic Park fence around them of boundaries, but still I choose them. They are a priority to me. And then my gift, my connection to the universe, my self-awareness that, that we're all here for a, a, a good time, not a long time, that kind of shit my connection to the universe and my gift and whatever you want to fucking call it and you have to find me in those things you have to find me in my priorities you have to find me in these five things you guys found me at, at work you found me at my podcast you find me on my live you find me uh, on a private reading or whatever the fuck but you find me within my five priorities if i'm working my family might have to supersede work and go through my husband to get to me you might have to jump something to get to me and sometimes it doesn't work because I'm too fucking busy focusing on myself or focusing on my husband and we're blocking out the other priorities, but it changes consistently. You're allowed as long as you maintain that you are that top priority. Fuck all. It doesn't matter. But if, if healing trauma 
is attempting to be a priority to you, you have to clear the fucking space of obligation from other things so that you can make that a fucking priority for you. And it can be something that's important to you that you make a boundary around. Listen, you're not fucking me if you have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten priorities. You're not fucking me if you've got more than five. You're fucking yourself. You can only handle a handful of shit. That's where that comes from. I made that up. I have no idea. A handful of shit, a pentacle, five things makes sense to me. So whatever you want to do with that. But you're not fucking me having more. You're fucking yourself by trying to play sneaky and like, oh, well, I need to have a few extra. Why? The moment that I go to my other hand, I've, I, it's too many things to keep track of. I can only keep track of the things on one hand. That's it. So you need to make this a priority. Join the collective. Admit that you're tapped out. Take care of yourself. This is not a time to celebrate with people around you. Maybe they're, maybe they're feeding you negative jargon and you need to be authoritative of your emotional boundaries and the authority that you possess by running the shit around you and creating culture that's positive for your family. Yeah? Cute. God, so much good chat today. You guys are amazing with these questions. And I so, 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 so appreciate how much you all open up to me. I, I really, really, really do. Uh, let's see here. Sup, Madam Adam. My name is Andy. Uh, goes by the court witch on um, TikTok and Instagram. What's up, girl? Um, I'm a, the topic I'm sending you, which is something we're both enthusiastic about, is self-care and self-care advice. Perfect. Um, bust the myths of self-care. Identify red flags such as toxic positivity. Maybe help folks identify red flags as well. I know a lot about self-care, but there's always more to learn. Blessed be and have a good one. Thank you, Court Witch. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, uh, toxic positivity. Let's fucking talk about that for a second. No need for a read here, right? This is just a topic here. So absolutely. Toxic positivity, right? I've even had people um, claim that I am a toxically positive a content creator, which I, I laugh at that. Ha ha ha. You must be new. You must not know me very well, you fucking moron. Um, but I, I am a, consider myself very realistic and positivity can be a very real thing. And I, I approach positivity with realism that it makes sense that if you want good things, you have to think good things. If you want good things, you have to manifest them by way of viewing your situation differently. You, it's not your job that's terrible. It's your mindset about it, right? It's not the thing that's bad. It's your mindset about the thing. I've seen many, many, many a person like, I bring up Disney a lot, right? We live in Orlando. We go to the parks all the time. I see cast members there that look fucking miserable. And I'm like, dude, like people would kill to do what you do for a living. People come from all over the world, save thousands of dollars, especially now, to come to this place for a, a day, for a weekend, and you're quote unquote hating your job, then get a new fucking job. Like, I don't presume to think that you should like your job all the time, but you should at least do something you like enough to be able to fucking fake it when you're not feeling it. I waited tables at restaurants that I ate at. I worked at retail places that I shopped. I at least tried to do things, not all the time, but I at least tried to do things that I gave a fuck about or was something that I understood so that I could enjoy it. But Toxic positivity, yeah, don't fake it till you make it. Don't smile until you believe it. No, listen, I want all of you to hear the shit. I want all of you to hear the things that you say out loud that are toxic, that are negative, that are bullshit. Hear the things that you say hard and fast because that's the shit that you fucking mean. How many times are you telling your spouse, what do you want for dinner? What if I colored my hair? What if I, uh, what should I wear to this thing? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. We are, how often are we feeding them disinterest, disdain? I don't care about you, spouse. I don't care what you make. I don't care what you look like. Bullshit. 
bullshit. I fucking care what Dustin looks like. I like him when he's blonde. He looks really good that way. I like it when he considers what I want for dinner. I just would like some options. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's entirely up to us to change the jargon, but you have to fucking catch it. So from now on, it's, it's when I catch it, it's what do you want for dinner? And I go, you know what? I don't have a preference. What do you want? What are you thinking? Do you have any ideas? And he said, he said, Mexican or Italian? I went Mexican. And he said, word, I'll come up with a menu and like found a place and we went for dinner. Like... It doesn't have to be complicated. You care. Hear the shit you say out loud. What are some things that you knee-jerk say to your fucking kids or something? My mom's knee-jerk thing was, we'll see. We'll see. Can I do this? We'll see. Can we do that? We'll see. And it was this fucked up carrot that she like would dangle in front of me and my brother and like whether or not we were good that week or earned it by some invisible code or rule system, then we might be able to go to that person's house for a sleepover, even though it would be in our best interest to let them know ahead of time, my mom would dangle it over us until the last minute and go, yeah, you can go or no, you can't go. And it was like, we had to earn it. Like I wasn't a saint as a kid, don't get me wrong, but like, then I, I wish you would have heard that, we'll see. And like the kind of dangle that you made me feel of like, not knowing my value of like, what's the point system here? What do I have to do? Like it was all based on grades and I was always grounded because I always had C's and shit like that. So I was always fucking grounded. So what am I allowed to do? Like, I'm assuming that like, I'm being told and taught that love is very conditional and I'm not, I'm not figuring it out what it is, you know? So we need to hear the negative things. I need you to hear the shit that you say that's negative. Think of your words as spells. And if you were to say something out loud, imagine it would happen. Allow that whimsy. Allow that kind of live action role play idea where if you said something out loud, it would, it would happen. So that you might change your vernacular. You might change the way you speak. Self-care is a right. It is a methodology of taking care of you first. It is not selfish. I have so many uh, specifically women that are probably listening to this podcast uh, that follow my content that express a very specific guilt attached to self-care. And I'm not here for it. Honestly, I'm not. No need to humble yourself for to put yourself first. Absolutely not. Like you need to hold that to you and and stay true to it like that's that's where you find your truth that's where you recharge that's where you find your magic empress energy is divine mother energy divine child fertility um um creation so many so many things are found there so yeah on on the topic of of self-care and and self-expression it's 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 where you start we're too used to hearing things. Earth, air, fire, water. Earth, air, fire, water. Do something tangibly. COVID, right? Do something tangibly and then get your air, your mind wrapped around it. That makes sense. And then fire. I have a passion for this now. What a martyrdom. I have to suffer for my family. No, the fuck you don't. And then emotionally over here, you're just watching Netflix and coping through your fucking day with food and your vices, right? Which everybody has them. I have them too. But like, we need to go water backwards and consider the shit you give a fuck about first. Then get passionate about that. Logically, you should do something with that. And then suddenly your feet are just moving in that direction. Put yourself first. You fucking deserve it. No one's going to give you the permission except you. And you're treating, you're teaching people how you want to be treated. If you literally look at me in the face and say, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Then you're fine. And I'm not going to worry about you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to worry about you. Don't woe is me. Nobody cares. That's what you manifested. No one gives a shit because you said you're fine. And you've said it enough that we fucking believe you now. So you're fine. 
Change the words. Change the jargon. Be, be fucking vulnerable. Jupiter's in Pisces for a lot of the new year for the thousand fucking time. So, so all of our abundance is emotional. Be vulnerable. It's going to get you some shit. All right. We had to get to some of these. Okay. Um, here we go. Mahalo. Oh my God. You must be from Hawaii. Um, I'm clinging to something over which I have no control and must find a way to let go. Would you mind sharing the mantras to help you stay in control of your thoughts? I'm usually really skilled at handling these kinds of situations on my own, but I'm stuck in this one. Truth always triumphs in the end, but it is sometimes necessary to suffer in order to be heard, either through the sharing of stories and or the unearthing of healing wounds. Wow. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, Missy, I hope I'm saying that properly. Mahalo to you as well. Absolutely. Um, mantras that help me stay in control of my thoughts. Well, I'm a Pisces and I'm not sure that I'm in very much control. I feel, I feel very Jean Grey a lot of the time, kind of holding the Phoenix back. Um, but, but I stick to the mantras attached to my signs a lot of the time. The Pisces, I believe the Aquarius I know, and the Sagittarius I understand. And I try to stick to those things and fill them in with what's going on in the situation. So if there's something going on I can't control, it's like, I believe this hurts me. I believe it's personal, but I know it's not. I know it's not, and I know it didn't happen to me. And now I understand that I can control my reaction. Do you know what I mean? So I try to take the ones that are attached to my sign. Um, they're really easy to find out. Uh, they're two-word mantras that go with each sign. I can go through them the next podcast if you guys want to individually. I can. Um, but yeah, I also just try to cast spells on myself in terms of words. There was one morning where I, I was in the shower having a moment, and I said to myself, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I said, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Make it a great day. I, Adam, fuck. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Make it a great day. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Make it a great day. And it wasn't working. And it felt like I was scooping out water out of a sinking boat. And like, it just wasn't working. And I'm like, what the fuck? I realized that I was sounding, I was trying to like convince myself. The vernacular I was using was trying to be very convincing. So I had to change it and fix the words a little bit. So I started saying, I'm fine. Everything's great. Make it a great day. And that had elevation and it had like it had crescendo to it i'm fine everything's great so just make it a great day like that makes sense right like there's nothing wrong like, i'm not convincing myself it's true that i'm fine everything's great make it a great day so try to this goes this is great this goes back on to the one i just said a little bit earlier that your vernacular hear the shitty things you say and and find different ways to remove the power from the words and give new words power you know what I mean? The vernacular is going to have to be very, very, very important. Truth always triumphs in the end. Yes, but you need to hear your negative truth because that's true for you. As I always say, right, friends, say it with me. Your emotions are true for you, valid and accurate, but no one else's fucking problem. I hope you said that with me. I say it enough. But, uh, but yeah, hear yourself say the heavy things. Hear yourself say the shit that's shitty so that you know what you need to do to fix that for you so that you can change the words and, and rearrange the power of them. Um, thank you for that one. That was amazing. Let's see here. Uh, here we go. Uh, someone called Tessa. In need of magical meddling. Hi, Madam Adam. First of all, thank you for getting me through this pandemic. You're one of the things that truly helps. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you for that. 
Um, okay, I started a business at the end of the pandemic, at the start of the pandemic, I'm sorry, it's not even over. Okay, I started a business at the start of the pandemic. I feel like a failure and I want to know if I should keep on or give up and get a new job. I love the work, but I'm struggling to connect online and get clients. Also questioning if I'm bi, but I'm in a 10 year relationship with a man who I love very much. Bitch. So we have a few things there. Okay. So you started a business at the start of the pandemic. I did too. Feeling like a failure, having trouble connecting with people online and stuff like that. I, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound like, I mean, who, who am I? My shit went viral. But like, I, I, I had to work on that. I had to cast my net into the algorithm three times a day until it caught something. And then I felt comfortable being myself. And, and just the more that I was myself, the more it happened. And I know you guys kind of know all that. But um yeah, feeling like a failure, bitch, imposter syndrome. Hello. Like that's not that's not just you, honey. That's pretty universal, but the bisexual thing, that's really interesting. You can have a conversation with your man about that and there's just because you have interest doesn't mean they're pursuing relationships. You know, like just because you're bisexual does that mean you have to be with a girl now? No. Like you can you can just tell your man you're into girls too and see what kind of fun conversations that makes and like Dustin and I are comfortable enough in our relationship to check out people in public and be like, look at that man, look at that ass. And he's like, ooh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can, we're comfortable enough in, our, in ourselves and our shit that like, you know, y'all been together for 10 years. You should be able to talk about this and maybe have some fun chats about, you know, fantasizing. And honestly, for us, we're kind of prude. We're pretty vanilla. We're pretty basic, you know, top bottom, you know, really nothing weird, no open relationship, no poly shit, nothing crazy, really. Very vanilla over here, very vanilla gay relationship. And, and, um, but, but just talking about our interests and our, our, our attraction to other things makes it spicy, kind of kinks it up a little bit and makes things a little hotter because we're able to have that conversation. So maybe even just fantasizing and having talks about your sexuality like that might do some things for your relationship emotionally passionately and might do some shit for you guys get some trust but let's talk about the business right because that's i think that's the big thing here is that we need to kind of talk about this failure and and like the imposter syndrome here and where the fuck that's coming from okay yeah, you're manifesting a tower moment. You know something has to give here, my dear. Something has to give. You And you know that, it seems, emotionally, the tower's present. So there's some liberation coming your way out of happiness, out of you feeling good about the about circumstances and you get a good sign and then, like, everything changes. So that's an emotional thing. You have to believe in this. Your temperance is inverted as well. The Knight of Swords is present in your passion spot. So you need to go forward with what you know is right for you. It's not about lucrative outcome. It's about passionate outcome and helping people the way you want to help them or whatever your business is. But this makes sense. This makes you happy. This is joy. You love that for you and you need to do that. Your King of Wands is inverted in your center. So you need to make your moves in silence. Stop seeking accolades. Stop seeking external versions of approval. It's not going to be there for you, my dear. It's just not. It's just not. It's just not here. Temperance is inverted. So an emotional reappraisal of your boundaries and your priorities. Again, it's time to kind of clench your core. Again, in, in this, in this, uh, in, in our priorities, again, reestablish your five, reestablish the five things you care about. And if this business is one of them, you need to make sure that that you make room for it and that you stick with it and don't let it get full of despair. But the tower is present in an emotional spot for you. So there's definitely a need for, 
um, uh, some liberation here and you can jump out of the tower, you can quit crying, you can, you know, finally do the hard thing that you know would make everything easier or spend the money on the thing that you know would make content creation simpler or whatever and bite the fucking bullet and, and, and you can always make more money, you can't make more time, but you have to be able to do this the right way for you. So it seems like it's right. You're getting all these green lights. You're just at a state of imbalance because your feelings are hurt because you feel like people aren't taking you seriously or it's you're saying it's hard to connect with people. Like maybe there isn't an audience there. There is. There's just a major liberation that has to happen of your emotions and your ego. You have to stop taking this personally. If, the, if you're genuine, the audience will be there. As I've been saying to other people today too, the audience will be there. You need to act with swift decision and jump over your passionate faux pas. Get back to your balance emotionally, reestablish your core, reestablish your five priorities. But this is a light for you. You have the sun and your in your sword spot. So speak well, speak it into existence. This works for me. I know what I'm doing. I'm happy. This makes sense for me. And watch what happens. Watch what happens live, bitch. Watch what the fuck happens. Um, but I love that for you and I love your journey. But on that bisexual shit, have a conversation and see how it changes the trust element of your of your relation of your relationship a little bit there. Um, let's see. I've got another one here. Uh, let's see. This is from someone called Jen. My topic, um, is about writing, science fiction, and fantasy. Ooh, right up my alley, Jen. My intuition says this year is critical and I need guidance, please. You need guidance on this being a potentially critical year for your writing career in science fiction and fantasy. Again, right up my alley. Perfect. Um, we were talking about books earlier, weren't we? All right. Shuffle, shuffle. Big year for you. Let's see what's going to go on for you. What are messages you need to hear in reference to this potentially big year for you? It's quintessential. It's important. Why? What's the deal? Your seven of cups energy is inverted. So don't feign emotional indecisions. Do the hard thing. You know that's what needs to get done. Okay, 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 okay. Lots of cup energy here for you. So it looks like there's some potential emotional upheaval, a miscommunication of our emotional self, maybe some dissonance, maybe a breakup. Six of cups energy is... is is uh, inverted. So your generosity being very one-sided, but down at the bottom here, your passion, you're the king of cups. And then to the left, your emotions, page of cups energy inverted, or coins energy, I'm sorry, page of pentacles or coins energy inverted. So you needing to get some well-deserved rest after doing a hard fucking thing. So it sounds like in a nutshell, this year is going to be important to you or quintessential because you're going to go through some kind of emotional upheaval or break or or closure of some kind of emotional relationship that that fuels this writing that maybe gives you something more to say that gives you more perspective or uh yeah fuels this journey for you it's going to be able to help you create some character conflict i guess but you're in a position of of definite authority for yourself emotionally at the end of this you're you're right honey you're right and you need to communicate this apparently and stop making uh being bound by emotional indecision so yeah great episode my friends thank you so much for writing in a lot of great uh great questions i hope you guys enjoyed your readings if you got one uh once again the monday night gathering is uh tomorrow if you're listening to this on sunday when it posted or that's what today is um, we're donating to the ASPCA in loving memory of my dog, Benjamin. And um, check out my website, as I said, madamadam.com. We're at .com now, my friends. So feel free to check that out. And thank you guys again for hanging out with me. Hydrate your punk asses, unclench your jaw.
John, as always, fuck it up.